Hello, everybody. How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, oh, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, brought to you by Dark Future Systems, the best in your own custom computing needs, whether it's gaming, streaming, creative, whatever it is, Dark Future Systems has the custom PC for you. You get $100 off your entire building's code CPPOD at darkfuturesystems.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Mention it at the checkout. Anytime during your build, you'll get that $100 off. Ooh, yeah. Now let's have a feature presentation. Brand new artist Hunter Oliveri is on the podcast today. And if you want to get to know about a new artist, Young signing with Spine Farm Records at 17 years old and just taking all the chances he can to make his dream happen. Yeah, this is the one for you. Plus, firing water balloons at a moving car. Yeah, I did that. And it gives Hunter one hell of an idea for a music video. Ooh, yeah. You guys ready for a great one? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. You guys all know I love showing you as much new music as possible. I love getting behind newer artists because those are the artists that are going to be taking over the scene in the next 10 years or so. And why wouldn't you want to get on now so you can brag to your friends that you've been a fan of them since the beginning? And here is one perfectly for you. This guy right here got signed to Spine Farm Records at the age of 17. I mean, holy shit, how do you get to that? Like, you get a full-on record deal at 17 with his 90s grunge infused with alt-rock style. You can check out his brand new song, Dumb, which is out now. So don't be dumb. Check it out after this episode. So please welcome Hunter Oliveri to the Core Progression Podcast. So Hunter, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Yo, thanks for having me. What up? Dude, thanks for being on, dude. I'm just going to jump into this. The fact that you're signed to a record deal at 17 years old is absolutely astounding. Like I, I'm mind blown. How the hell did you make this happen? Thank you, bro. Uh, I mean, from like the beginning or, I mean, you can start at the beginning. You can go full on like superhero origin story, like the first Iron Man movie. If you want, I wouldn't say go DC comics movies because we all know how those turn out. So yeah, go full like Marvel superhero origin story movie for me, man. About all your right. story. All right. Uh, I grew up uh, loving, like, rock. Obviously, uh, my dad kind of put me on when I was young. Uh, taught me the guitar a bit and always was playing, like, Linkin Park, Deftones, Soundgarden, all these bands. And uh, I kind of, like, fell in love with just rock music in general and uh, started making music. I was probably, like, like 13 or so. Kind of made some like hip hop stuff, pop, kind of like a mix of stuff. And then um, uh, just started like posting stuff on SoundCloud or whatever. And uh, uh, it's kind of like a funny story because the way I got with my manager and it and it ended up signing was uh, I was like at this coffee shop and uh, my grandpa like introduced himself to this guy whose son ended up having like this studio in my city and uh there was like this big deal I was trying to work with him but he didn't want to do it because he didn't work with like local artists so uh that was like not possible but uh we just kind of like kept pushing him we got his number and um finally like got in the studio with him and cut a song it's on my Spotify it's called Kids or no, no, it's called Cold Girls, I think. And uh, did that one. And then um, I guess he, like, sent it to my manager now. 
and uh he really liked it so we hopped on a zoom and uh started working with my manager and then um pre-pandemic uh my manager got me in the room with uh some other producers down in LA and uh cut a few songs and then put those out just independently and um I got a couple offers from some different labels but I didn't end up signing with them and then uh Spine Farm reached out and I just really loved my A&R Darren and the whole team so I ended up going with them and uh I just got I think I got like pretty lucky or it was like a weird coincidence or something like I met that dude in the coffee shop so it, it all started from that honestly just like meeting that guy and like I live in a pretty small city so like it's like it was like a rare chance honestly but it's just pretty crazy to me so that's pretty that much pretty- it though. <laughs> I'll say that is pretty crazy, but when those chances just come up out of nowhere, you have to take them. You have to explore them because if yeah. you don't, especially, you know, even at this point in life, but as you continue to grow older, and I think a lot of other people, especially if they get older, they think about this where, you know, you think about the opportunities that you had earlier in life and you didn't take those opportunities. You didn't explore them to see what might happen on those. Something sits in your mind where you just kind of think about what if. What if I would have said, talked to this person? What if I would have, you know, actually gone to the coffee shop that day and actually made something happen like you did? Yeah. The what if just burns in your mind and it sucks. And even though, you know, you don't live in the biggest place and you have this random chance to talk to this guy, this, this guy that's going to end up connecting with all these other people, you took the chance, you ran with it. It is silly, but a lot of us have those random chances that happen to us in life that just happen all over the place. It could be in a small coffee shop. It could be literally at a baseball game. It could be, you know, it could mm-hmm. be, yeah, I could, it could be at a concert even where you just run into somebody. Hell, that happened to me. I ran to a buddy at a show and him and his friends are building custom computers. And because of that, now they're sponsoring the podcast. It's just by putting yourself in opportunities and then taking those opportunities when you presented them puts you in positions like this where, dude, you're, you're signed at 17, man. There's artists out there that are just begging to be signed that never get signed. And you got it at such an early age. And the fact that you're continuing to take those chances is just, I mean, that that's, that's really what life is kind of about is you get one shot at life. Why would you play it safe? Like actually go and swing for the fences, man. Yeah, bro. I, I feel blessed. Cause like, that was like a crazy thing that happened and like, it was just a weird coincidence. So I feel I'm pretty blessed. So it's nice. I would definitely say so. I mean, earlier on, like you talked about your posting stuff on SoundCloud and you had these different like hip hop, maybe some pop stuff in there. Then diving back into the rock generated styles or rock based styles. You're trying all these different things, even at a younger age, too. you're experimenting already with what your influences are, what your sound potentially could be. I mean, that's the key, especially at a young age for any artist. You don't know exactly what you're going to like as you continue to grow up. You don't know what's going to hit you, what's going to just impact your mind, what you're going to absolutely fall in love with. So try all these different things because you have the time. You're not bogged down with so many responsibilities. You're not bogged down with, you know, having to have a job at that moment. You're not bogged down with having to have, you know, kids or a car payment or have to pay, you know, $2,000 in rent for a studio apartment. You don't got to do that shit just yet. So take the time if you want to try it. Go out and try it. You never know what might happen. You might end up just like Hunter at this point in time. You might not, but if you don't try it, you're never going to get to that point. Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. It's about like going out there and like putting yourself out there. So definitely agree. 
Now, sure. I always like to ask this question because I've heard some ridiculous stories about how this happened. But when Spine Farm reached out to you, how did that happen? Mostly because I did talk uh, to a different fan about a different time they got, like how they got connected. And it was because the label slid into their DMs. So it's yeah. like, I love hearing like if there's some crazy story about potentially getting signed. So how did that all happen? Um, uh, basically, uh, I was just like posting on like Spotify and stuff. Uh, me and my manager were just like putting out like music, and then uh, my A and R Darren, he uh he reached out to my manager to like get in contact, and when he reached out, I guess like he was he already knew my manager, and he was like, "Yo, like, no way, like you're working with this artist, like I really like his music, and I want to like talk, do a Zoom with him or whatever, like get in contact." So he kind of just reached out and he knew my manager, I guess, from like a while ago. And then uh, we did a Zoom and I met with him and we just we got along really well. And he was a he was a sick dude. So I just connected with him. Pretty very good. Yeah, I just went from there, honestly. So very nice. Again, it kind of goes back to the whole entire idea of putting yourself in the position to have the chance to do that. I mean, if you weren't working with your manager, you never know what might happen at that point in time. A lot of people in the music industry, they have these random connections that you're never going to know about unless you talk to them, unless you get to know them, unless you start working with them. And then stuff yeah. like this happens. Could it, you know, could you've gotten a sign to Spine Farm, you know, in another way? Absolutely. But by taking, putting, like, by taking the chances and putting yourselves in the, yourself in the position to have these opportunities, working with that manager putting all your stuff out there online, Spotify, SoundCloud, probably reaching out to as many different places you can to get them to, you know, play their, your music or just post about it. It adds so much opportunity for discovery. Like you said, you were doing right before this, you know, making TikToks. That's a great place to find for discovery as well when it comes to music, especially as we go into 2024. It, it still is as much as it was for the past couple of years. So why not make content and why not put yourself in a position to get discovered so that the, the people that are going to potentially help you make it happen have a chance to see you, connect with you, and grow with you overall at the same time? Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Say, man, you're just a living embodiment of that right now. <laughs> now, I did see something that came over on the press release, and I do have to ask about it because it seems like it seems too good to be true, especially with you as a musician recording. I saw that your parents met at Woodstock 99. Is bro, this that's true? not even true, bro. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, then what the hell was that happening? Bro, like, dude, they I'm pretty sure like I posted a TikTok about it, and like I was just like just like posting something as like a joke to like get views because like that would get views and then like somehow it like made it in like somehow it made it in there <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> i don't know how it like it made it in there but no they probably would have though they went but <laughs> i mean I, I don't even know how that made it in the press release honestly because that was just from like a tiktok i made so just yeah. just a rant. Okay, now my other question around that now, hearing that it's you no know, not a true story, is when you made that TikTok, was that around the time when that Woodstock 99 documentary dropped on Netflix? Because that'd have been the perfect time to drop something. Like I think that. it was. <laughs> yeah, it was like like a year and a half ago or something. Or like maybe longer. But yeah, I was just like like I think yeah, I think I saw that documentary and then uh 
I don't know if that's why I made the TikTok, but that's probably why it was like in my mind at the time. But I mean, it, no, I that's would... not even true. Like, it's not. I don't know how that made it in there. Well, damn, because I'm like, that would have been one hell of a story where the most in, one of the cool. most infamous music festivals of all time was where your parents met and essentially <laughs> where your life kind of potentially could have started at some point in time. Yeah. However, if it's not true, it's like, damn. However, but still kind of funny that, you know, a TikTok they made about that got some traction and then people <laughs> in a press release put it out there like, what the <laughs> hell? I know. I know. Well, it's now, pretty funny, bro. Well, not, well, now <laughs> I'm looking at him like both. I look silly, but at the same time, that's just funny shit, man. I know, dude. Cause I, cause like I was just lying on there, like, just like capping. But, dude, yeah, that was not even true. So it's kind of funny, but that that is, that is kind of funny, but. Once again, but like kind of go back to what you said in your origin story, you know, your full on Marvel movie style. You said your dad was a big influence, especially on, you know, helping you like show you a lot of music. Linkin Park. I know you mentioned a couple other. I think Soundgarden was in there as well. As you continue to grow with your music, as you continue to start, you know, creating your own music and where you are today. I know a lot of those influences have really come into play. But how much, you know, overall did the influence of your dad and the music that he showed you really come into forming your own musical style overall? Like, what's the story behind that? Um, well, I would always listen to stuff like that with him. And uh, I, when I was young, I didn't really like it that much, like when I was really young. But like when I started getting a little older, I, I liked it a lot. And then uh, um, I always... uh would listen to that I guess like growing up even till like now and uh I kind of he like kind of put me on I guess I I did a lot of like my own research too and like dove in harder and like learned like every band every musician but he kind of like gave me the blueprint I guess to it but uh for sure he like he definitely influenced like my taste in music and like why that's probably why I like to make the music that I like is because growing up listening to it, it's kind of like embedded in in my mind at this point. So, I, I mean, uh, from my standpoint, I could totally understand that because from a lot of people I've talked to, a lot of different musicians, myself included, even though I'm not a musician myself, I just love to talk about music with musicians. Is parents are a huge starting point because. You know, you're in the car with them. They're going to, especially when you're younger. Yeah, they're going to be playing, you know, if you're like two, three years old, they're going to be playing the Wiggle soundtrack. So, of course, you're going to be hearing how, how fruit salad is yummy, yummy. But they're going to end up playing their <laughs> own stuff, too, because they're, they're, you're, you're, they're parents. You know, it, would you at this age want to listen to, you know, fruit salad, yummy, yummy, if it wasn't the deathcore version of it? Probably not. Yeah, bro. Even like, I don't even think that I grew up on like stuff like that i grew up on like heavy stuff like i remember when i was like three like in the garage like my dad lifting and like he was playing like metallica like all like slipknot like these heavy bands and like not like that metallica is not that heavy but i mean like pretty heavy bands so i mean what else pantera you'd play like just like everything uh, smashing pumpkins to like everything, bro. Silverchair. So my like, mom would always play like two thousands though. Okay. Like 
like Gaga or like stuff like that. So that's like influence too, low key. Yeah, but when you think about it, you know, you want to have those wider spanning ideas for music in there because if you just have like the similar like two or three different bands you listen to and you're fully influenced off of that, now it's everything's going to be coming from that standpoint. Everything's coming from that mindset. And there's a lot of other potential little intricacies that these other artists from other genres are having in their music. Yeah, bro. Where if you're listening to it, you might get influenced by it. And then you create this whole, you know, conglomerate mold of what the hell else could happen. Use Linkin Park as the perfect example. I mean, the mixture between hip hop and rap with more of this rock alt metal style. I mean, yeah, it was more new metal. And that was something that kind of started coming back and coming up to fruition in the mid 90s with how Korn was doing it. But then Linkin Park kind of took it in a whole different direction. Slipknot took it in a different direction. And if it's not for having different influences from different areas of music along the music spectrum, you're not going to have this creativity that's going to be able to flow as easily because the examples and the creation in your mind is not as readily there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would grow up on like, my mom would always play like 90s hip hop or like 90s pop and like 2000s pop, hip hop. And like uh, some like older stuff too. I, I grew up on my grandparents just like being there a lot, like. 60s 70s rock too like pretty much everything bro like at this point like r&b pretty much uh like everything dude so that's kind of like when i was growing up i was experimenting a lot with like hip-hop pop r&b and then uh that was kind of like all my influences just like pouring out i feel like and then kind of settled in what i love the most so like alternative Grunge, punk kind of feel. So, but again, that's Pretty what cool, all bro. I'll say. That's what all artists end up doing. But the fact of the matter is, yeah. you still have those influences in the back yeah, of your all head. Influences for sure. Yeah. And who so. knows what's going to come forward with your music going forward? It could get a lot yeah. crazier. It could get a lot more manic. Yeah, dude. Probably. <laughs> I I mean, I'm just saying. Who knows? All of a sudden, we might get some like you know. 90s grunge alt rock style infused with some kind of influence from boys to men just because your mom was playing it back in the day yeah dude that would be pretty cool actually you never you never know (laughs) smooth feeling kind of sound from a boy band with alt rock oh yeah like r&b yeah dude i mean i know some i know some bands are doing the r&b infusion with a couple of things especially even a spine farm band too with varsity one a couple couple friends like they infuse r&b with a lot of their stuff as well from rock and metal so like i know it's there i know that bands are doing it and it all depends upon how you're taking it and how you want to take your influences put in your music because as one thing i love to say especially when it comes to music is your creation so of course there's gonna be people that like certain things people that don't like certain things but let's have you just make the music you want to make because that's going to make you make music for longer. We'd rather have you doing the things you love for a lot longer than us telling you what to do. You put out an album or two and then you hate it and then you go to a day job and sit behind a desk and just wither away when creativity, where basically where creativity goes to die. And I say, fuck that yeah. shit. Yeah, bro. I know. <laughs> dude, that's why I hate having a job, dude, because I have no like creativity when I'm like at my job all day and like just slaving away bro like it gets in the way for sure like creativity and just like being able to have time to to like work on stuff like when you're there all day so 
Like it's a, it's a huge problem. Even I run into that too. When it comes to wanting to do stuff for the podcast, I'll be at work and it's like, you know, I would love to have that time to go and do something else or even yeah. potential downtime. Like I would, I want to always, you know, take my chair, turn it to the right a little bit, start working on my computer and going absolutely nuts. But it's just like the mental capacity that you have to have when it comes to a full-time job, whether it's something that's, you know, behind a desk, whether it's a remote position or whether it's something that actually requires you to do, you know, physical labor, you know, it, mentally, it just kind of like that focus is draining and it, the focus that you have for that just to do a remedial task over and over again really kills the creativity. It is a necessary evil that, you know, if you're a musician and you have to support yourself, you have to go through that, but unless you're making, you know, the big bucks. But the biggest question is, how do you take that focus and continue to be able to foster creativity for your own music off it when you're either not working at that full time job or you can have a break from it and have that moment where you can actually work on your own stuff versus having to just, you know, type on a computer and send this email in Microsoft Outlook. Oh, wait, that's corporate jargon. Oh, dear God. I don't know. <laughs> I know, bro. Shock. I'll say, because cause you said you have a job right now, correct? No, not right now. Oh, you lucky bastard. I did. Yeah. I, I used to work at a pizza place and deliver pizzas and then uh, stopped going. And then uh, I quit because I was feeling like I was having no time for anything. and So I'm just kind of doing like DoorDash now. But it's all right. It's it's kind of better because I can make my own schedule. So it's a little better. Well, it's kind of like you're at a very interesting age, too. If you're doing DoorDash at 17, I mean, it's, you, it's, it's somewhere where, how do I put it this way? You know, again, you don't have all the responsibilities as much as someone that, you know, at my age would have being 29. But at the same time, it's you're still trying to find a way to make yourself support yourself. But you're do you have the yeah. ability to do it in a way where you're able to continue to create something and not have, you know, a full time job stand in the way and have responsibilities and some focus on remedial tasks. Absolutely crush your motivation to continue to create at that given time, because, yeah, you know, yeah. you can have a full time job and still, you know, be as creative as possible. But the problem is then you kind of have to compartmentalize it and schedule it out so that you're ready for it. And that can be draining in its own right. Yeah, I know exactly, bro. Yeah. So then to all the other young artists out there who might be in a similar position that you are like, when, how do you stay creative at this standpoint? Like, how do you stay motivated in order to be able to do what you want to do, stay creative and stay in that free flowing state? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm always pretty creative. Like I just, I just always want to make music. And uh, some days, though, like, I won't have inspiration or anything. So I'll kind of just, like, watch a lot of movies. <laughs> and sometimes that will, like, give me inspiration or, like, go outside. Just, like, put yourself in environments where you can, like, get inspiration, I guess. Because if you're just sitting at home all day, just, like, not doing anything, you're not going to be, like, that inspired to, like, write or, like, be creative at all. So, I mean... You kind of have to like go in scenarios to get inspiration or like do something to like feed your mind, like some sort of inspiration at least. But um, yeah, for me, I usually just, I'm like 
I'm always exp- inspired, honestly, to just like write and just always topics popping up in my head and to write about and like I just love playing the guitar too so I'm always messing around on there and like working on stuff and I'm kind of like addicted to it at this point like I'm obsessed bro like with making music I love it if you want to make music for your life I mean being obsessed with it kind of is a requirement in a way yeah dude yeah I still think the most important thing you said in that whole entire just little synopsis was when you're, you know, you're not feeling that inspiration, you take yourself out of the current situation that you're in, current location that you're in, current, current like scenery that you're in and put yourself somewhere else, not with the intention of trying to get inspiration back, but more with the intention of trying to break the dullness that, you know, yeah. can bring your way because I, I felt that too, especially at times when, you know, I'm burnt out, you know, because of my full-time job podcast up just ain't you know feeling or hitting that right yeah I, I got it to find a way to just change the scenery and change my mindset without trying to focus on okay now i gotta change from not being inspired to inspired you know you gotta just let it happen going outside going for a walk or something going to a freaking park and just taking in the you know taking in nature actually yeah. is really helpful just maybe going and connecting with friends or just going and do something with a friend just to not have your mind you know be in this like consistent you know Oh, you know, I'm going to work and now I'm going home kind of feel just, you know, because if you're with your friends, you and your friends are probably doing stupid shit. I mean, me and my friends do stupid shit. And that's just as a total like energy, like uh, re-energizer because now we're just feeling like, you know, we're just living life at this point. We're just having fun. We're being human. We're not being, you know, this like monotonous go from one spot to the next and do the same. The human body was not meant to sit at a desk all day and just work on something remedial and then sit at home and then try and like get motivation up. And then all of a sudden you got to go to bed and do it all over again the next day. We weren't built to do that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Or just even like taking, taking stuff in, like taking, like listening to all sorts of like music. If you're like trying to be an artist or something or get inspiration to write, just like, listening to music honestly too just like all sorts of music can give you like ideas and like inspiration just from listening to music too honestly but if you're really not inspired then like go do something but yeah that's kind of what i do too for inspiration just like put on a few albums that I've, like i've never listened to or something and just uh just it just sparks new ideas just new information. So that's kind of a good one too. Yeah. Just like putting on something new and like hearing something for the first time or like hearing like certain words for the first time, like just gives you like a new, not a new perspective, but just like new information to run with, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) I I think it might be, I'll say, I think it might be explaining another way too, because for me, it was, uh, I still remember this was back in like September. I went out to the ill-fated Blue Ridge Rock Fest of 2023. Oh, dear God. But at the time, like going out there, like, you know, I had a lot co- I had a lot that I was doing for the podcast before then. I knew my full-time job was going to just get like crazy manic right after I got back. So there's a lot that was going on. It's like, okay, how am I going to beat the inspiration and just try and find something new to just kind of maybe sink my teeth into. And I ended up going and actually seeing Sleep Token play live. I did not care for their music. It just didn't hit me. But seeing them play live, just being in that environment was like, holy shit. 
So now yeah. it's like there's this inspiration that just hits because I was in a spot where I had ex- I I was being like you know I was forcing myself to experience something and I had to take it in because well I'm like what am I gonna do am I gonna leave and miss my spot and miss the pit for motionless and white hell no I'm not gonna do that but now I'm taking this on I'm like this is something that is utterly ridiculous like now I'm actually into this I'm feeling inspired to check out some new stuff see what other inspirations are out there and check out some potential new sounds that might connect similarly to this it's kind of like what happens if you would take a playlist. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, you start listening to Sleep Token. Then you jump into, you know, like Ray Charles right after. Really go awkward. <laughs> then go the Beatles. Then go Beatles. Limp Biscuit. Then go Boys to Men. Then go, you know, old like, you know, Hannah Montana. Literally go with some little kids bop, following up with Akutama by Alpha Wolf. Like you're just gonna throw yourself for a complete loop, but just the randomness of it could inspire you because who knows? You might find something from the Hannah Montana theme song mixing with Akutama that might just mix in your head and be like, holy shit, I want to try this. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That happens all the time. Honestly. Shoot, Not like those songs, but like <laughs> the same examples. Yeah, I was just trying to come up with some random songs off yeah. the top of my head, and that's what I came up with. I know it definitely for you is gonna be different. For anybody else, it's gonna be different. Honestly pick have create a playlist just think of an artist pick one song from that artist and then go to a completely different artist in a different genre like kind of like have like a roll the dice moment build like a playlist like 30 songs from all different artists across all different decades all different genres and then go for like a walk or something and hit shuffle see what the fuck happens yeah that's a good one (laughs) for sure Shoot, we're going to have to cut that up and be like, okay, we camp with something. This is going to be the Hunter Oliveri way to, you know, get back your inspiration via playlisting. (laughs) All right. I might need to come up with a different name for that, but you know what? I mean, it's a work in progress after, you know, five seconds. (laughs) That's kind of sick. I do also want to jump into your own music as well, especially because your most recent single, Dumb, is out and available to listen to. So So I put another one out spiraling, but dumb is like the big one for sure. Dumb. Well, dumb is the big one. And that's, that's not dumb. That's good stuff. So jumping into it. One thing I was like to know is when it comes to you writing this song, what was your inspiration from the meaning, from the perspective of the song? Mostly because I love to take my own take on it and dive deep into it. And I love to see where your mindset was, where my mindset was and kind of cross the two. So when you're writing dumb, what were you inspired by? And what was the meaning of it? Um, I was inspired by, like, the feel of it kind of was inspired by a Weezer. But um, the meaning, oh, yeah, and um, the movie uh, Kids 1995. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. It was kind of like, uh, sort of like from that mindset, I guess, sort of like just being a kid growing up not wanting to do shit and just not wanting to go to school just kind of like everything that I was feeling at that time I made it like like a almost like a year and a half ago probably now so kind of a while ago but yeah just sort of about like growing up honestly and like being a kid just wanting to have fun (laughs) pretty much and that's something that adults always forget that, you know, you were a kid once. You just wanted to have fun. Come on. Yeah. You don't yeah, got to be so fucking boring all the time. Yeah, bro. Just not having like any worries 
I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, when it came to the, like the sonic sound and the inspiration behind it, I'm not gonna lie, I did pick up on a good amount of Weezer in it. I yeah, picked Weezer, up on a, Nirvana, some I Green Day. I picked up on a tidbit of Nirvana. I also picked up on uh, all, I think it's like what's the song, the song name? It's like all these things I've done by the Killers from the Hot Foss album from two thousand four. Oh, all right. All like right. just the way that her. some of it progressed, I'm like, holy shit! Now I'm picking up on that. But now, again, you're taking the song from your standpoint. From my standpoint now, again, I'm a little older than you. And I took it as about not, you know, potentially when you're younger, not being taken seriously. Because, you know, when you're a teenager or something like that, you kind of remember that, you know, you know, we were just like, we have to remember, we were just dumb. You know, we were horny. We wanted to get high and shit. We were trying to find our own way in life. And there's a lot of people that come along that are more grow up and they'll tell you to grow up, get a job, do something more serious with your life because they feel like, oh, you know, I know what's coming next and I want to help you out, but you got to get serious and whatnot. But they also forget that, you know, you were a kid one at one point. It was fun being dumb and random at times. Like you don't got to be so serious. Don't lose that enjoyable feeling of being a kid and doing some dumb shit as life goes on, as time rolls on. Because the more and more you turn into this just like absolute drone of an adult human, you, you're just going to end up losing everything that's fun in life. Why wouldn't you want to go out and potentially, you know, just drink with your friends in the backyard till three in the morning and have a blast? Why wouldn't you? It's winter right now. Why wouldn't you want to go sledding with your friends and try and relive your youth? Yes, you know, you might get hurt. You might want to stretch out of it, bring the freaking Tylenol, but it's going to be something you're going to remember for like for the next like 20, 30 years. That'll be the nights you're back at the bar or something with your friends hanging out. Those are the stories you're going to be talking about. You don't talk about the stories of, oh, you know, I went to work today and that's what happened. No, you talk about the fun shit you did. Why wouldn't you yeah, want to do more of that? <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah, it's pretty much what it's about. Just having fun and just doing dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I can look at it from my standpoint, too. I'm like, dude, of course, do I do as much dumb shit as I did when I was your age? N I don't have the time to do as much dumb shit as I was your age. Do I still make time to do dumb shit, though? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think I was like, like, wrote that probably two years ago almost now. Just came out. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. <laughs> what What took so long for it to come out, though? Uh, I don't know. I think it was just like, uh, I did like the whole, wait one sec. My phone, someone's calling me. Gotta hang up. <laughs> I don't know what happened, dude. I'll say it's not the first time that's happened. So you're good, man. What the heck? What the heck? Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Oh, okay. All right, sweet. Yeah, someone was calling me and I hung up, but and it like ended the Zoom. Don't worry, dude. I've had shit like that happen before. It's always <laughs> funny. I can put something in the middle of it where it sounds like, you know, like, you know, technical problems or <laughs> take another call. He'll be right back. Well, I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about uh... oh, why dumb took so long to come out. Oh, yeah. Um, I did. Um like the whole the whole record um on in like one trip i was down there for a couple weeks and i did the whole the whole record and then uh 
the songs were just like getting mixed and mastered. So I think that's what like took forever, honestly. But just like that whole process and then uh getting the videos for all the songs, I think. Yeah, it it, it was just like a long thing. It took a few months for the for the songs to get done and then the video, how to schedule it, and then uh yeah, and then set it up for release and everything. So I think that was pretty much it. It's just there's probably just a lot of other things that kind of came into play that took made it take so much time to come out. Just the video mixing, mastering, never know what might yeah. happen there. Plus trying to get signed at the same time as well. A lot of different intricacies that come into play that end up making you know this song end up coming out. You know, two years after it was initially conceived and written. I think it was like a year or little over a year, but now it's been like almost two years from today, I think. But yeah, pretty much though. <laughs> it's crazy. Still, I'll say still, I've heard other crazy stories around artists when it comes to, oh, we've had this song ready. We had this album ready, but then it gets pushed back further and further. And it's all because, you know, life happens, shit happens. We're just going to ban the podcast called Mavis from Germany. They had their record pretty much set and ready to go. And then the pandemic hit. And then they lost band members ah. because band members started to leave just pursuing other interests. Then um, their whole entire like studio had a studio fire and they lost all their equipment and everything. It's just like, damn, you know, sometimes shit just happens. But, you know, you just got to push yeah. the time, especially if you got a song or a record that you're really passionate about and you want to put out there in the world. You can't let anything stop you, even if it is a global pandemic, even if it is just something very small and tiny, even if it is losing all your freaking equipment, you know. If you're really passionate about putting out a song, you're gonna make sure it gets out there. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I relate to that, bro, for sure. It's like hit that one in the feels, man, right here, bro. Because there's this song that I've been wanting to come out, dude, and it's been like a couple years too, and it's finally like gonna be on the album. So I'm so excited about it because like it wasn't gonna come out or something, and then now it's gonna come out. So two songs actually. So. Really excited about it. Alrighty, so now I gotta ask. I mean, I don't want to know what these songs are about. I don't want to know what, like, what's gonna happen with them. All I want to know is what are the names of these songs. So when the album comes out, I know which ones to look yeah. at for, like, the ones that took forever to come out that Hunter's really jazzed about for everyone to listen to. Yeah, uh, my favorite ones are Novocaine and then Lunatics. That is the other one. Already, so. Oh, you don't want to know like the feel or anything. Huh? No, I don't want to know. The feel. I just want to know the name because I want to I want to be able to, you know, especially in the audience as well. I want us to be able to jump into the album. I want us to be able to jump into those songs with no prior knowledge so we can experience it for the first time and not have any type of embedded idea of what might it be? What might it sound like? So if it doesn't exactly hit what we have in our brains, then we uh -huh. know we don't we, we miss out on that potential disappointment. I do not want to have yeah. that happen. Yeah, so Novocaine and Lunatics. Those Novocaine are my favorites. And Lunatics on your brand new album and is about to come out when? If you can tell us. If not, I don't even don't know. Honestly. Don't even... <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I don't know. Probably like four months or so. Someone's calling me again. Oh my gosh. Who is calling me? Oh my gosh. I need to like mute my phone or something. <laughs> or because that's like do not disturb. I know. I need to like, I don't know how to put it. I think I can put it on do not disturb, huh? There we go. All right. 
All right, Sweet. perfect. No more calls. All right, getting I don't know why, why that's happening. I never get calls. <laughs> <laughs> You're the most popular guy whenever we're doing calls, no, man. Bro, I never get calls, dude. It's so annoying. Well, if you're, well, how about this? The next time you're waiting for a, like a super big call from the label, from, you know, a venue, from anybody, just give me a call. We'll start talking and within like 20 <laughs> minutes, they're going to call you back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, we'll just start talking about the most dumb shit possible, like um, firing water balloons from a moving car or the government, you know, dumb shit. That sounds fun, bro. That's a good <laughs> video idea from like uh slingshot water balloon thing from cars dude if you i mean that was something that i could hitting old people <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way that is an idea that i actually conceived when i was your age was throw getting like throwing water balloons out of a moving car i thought about the slingshot idea but all we had to work with was my buddy's 04 impala and getting a slingshot uh -huh. in there was not gonna work so literally we had a tub full of water balloons in the back seat my buddy my buddy chris was driving my buddy alex in the front seat i was in the back and we just had the bucket back there ready to go. So if we found people we knew, we found people that weren't old, didn't have dogs and weren't kids, we had some fun with it. We probably <laughs> could have gotten what? arrested for it. but That um, weren't old? I was going to say for a video, it would be funny to like have old people getting hit, but like see, fake fake old people. <laughs> see, for, for a video, absolutely. In real life, that may be not yeah. the best idea. But dude, if you take that idea and run with it for a video, I'm going to say this. Go for it, man, because that was one of the dumbest ideas I ever had, but it was, we did it twice. <laughs> we did Bro, it twice. That's pretty, cool. that's pretty funny, dude. That'd be sick. Oh, God. The amount of times I probably should have gotten arrested when I was 17, but didn't. And it wasn't even like for like crazy criminal stuff. It was for just being a juvenile dumbass. <laughs> Wait, you went to jail, he said? No, I said there's probably oh. a number of times I could have gotten arrested and oh. maybe should have gone, but it's nothing that was like crazy, like bad criminal. It was just me being a juvenile dumbass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Red Foreman would have stuck many feet in my ass if he was my dad. <laughs> it was funny, dude. Well, shit, now when the album comes out, man, I mean, we're all going to be excited for it. Now that my next question is really taking a look at it, you know, we're ending 2023. You're, you're giving it a time for the album, you know, maybe a couple of months or so. You're never, not really sure. But what is your plan going into 2024? How are you going to make sure that 2024 for your music career is the absolute best ever so far? I got to put so far in because, dude, you're young. You got your whole life ahead of you, whole music career ahead of you. I hope this next year is your best one, but the best one so far. Yeah. Um. Probably just going to keep going on, like, social media and try to get like some some more buzz on there and then uh keep putting out songs better songs <laughs> every every time and then um yeah pro probably just like the social media thing getting that down because i had like a hard time with that because i didn't really like it at first like the tiktok thing and just like all social medias but kind of getting the hang of it so I'm going to start doing that more and then uh, hopefully crush it on there. 2024, get some more buzz, maybe land a tour, a big tour, and uh, do that. Keep putting out songs. And then, uh, yeah, dude, probably just – if I think the most important thing is, like, the social media, I have to say. But I feel like that's, like, the biggest part of it. So probably that. I can understand that being the biggest part of it, especially where you're at right now. I know the guy is in a band called yeah. Opal and Sky having the podcast back in November. 
and they're super big with some of their content, especially around the rock and metal on TikTok, on Instagram with all the shorts they do. And they're like, yeah, we we're going to build that up first, get yeah. everyone talking about us, get the buzz around it before going out on tour because they're independent and trying to go out on tour. That ain't cheap. Like, I would love yeah. to see you go out on tour. I would love to be able to see you play live all across the United States, go into Canada as well, play live on a big tour. But I don't want also to financially ruin you so you can't do this going forward. Like, I want to make sure you're still, you know, being able to do this after taking a big venture on like that from the for the first time. Of course, afterwards, it's going to get a lot easier if you're able to continue it on. But I do not want that first and be, you know, so, you know, like, okay, you know, this was great. But now the finances, now we got to we got to really work to build back up before we go and do this. Might not be for a year or two. No, no, no. I want you to be like, okay, first tour, you're all set. You get you get what you need. And then you're able to jump on the second tour, like at the very latest a year later. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the plan. Hopefully land a tour and then go back out. Yeah. It's nice because I have a, a label too. So I don't think I have mm-hmm. to pay for like much besides like food maybe. But yeah. Hopefully, uh, like the social media thing goes good, twenty twenty four, because like that's like a big part of it now. So, I think I got it down though. Hey man, what I want to go for? Hey man, as long as you're able to create social, like your social media, basically make something that's gonna connect with people, but also make sure that it's still yeah. your own. That's that's the trouble because you know we could make stuff that is our own. And it's, you know, not likely going to get watched if we're going to make just stuff that we find great because not everyone's going to watch what we want. If we make the same kind of content that, you know, is popular over and over and over again, we're just going to get burnt out on social media because then we're just, we're, we're creating stuff with, where it's like, it feels like more like a full-time job where you're just working on this mundane task and the creativity is killed because you're not able to do what you want to do. You got to find a way where it's like you can marry the two together with the focus still being on you making the content that you want to put out there that's going to inspire you, but also hits with people. Like it's, it's a fine line to tote, but if you continue to work at it, you're continuing to, you know, take social media from feeling like it was boring to now you're having fun with it. You're on the right path, man. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. That was like, that was a part of it. Cause I didn't like it really, but now I'm starting to like it. So it's kind of fun now and talking with people on there, like people who support and the haters too. But Dude, I actually got banned on TikTok because I was like re- replying to haters. Like, and I was like, I banged your mom. Like, shut up. Or like, just shit like that. And like, they were reporting me. So I got banned. But I ended up getting it back. So it worked okay. out. <laughs> for, okay. So for everyone that was hating on you, clearly they were not in Call of Duty chat lobbies in 2010. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> because bro, you just I know, said I like, banged your mom. Like, that was commonplace. Back, I know, back bro. In that I was day. just, they were like, they're like this song's us, or like this song is like this song sucks, or like something, whatever. And I'm like, shut up! Like I banged your mom. Like and they just like they just were reporting me because like they they hate me. So, dude, next time someone says your song sucks, responds with yeah, but you swallow. I <laughs> know, dude. I'll probably get banned <laughs> like that, dude. Like I I just like agree with them now because like I'm just like for real or like. I know, because I don't want to get banned, dude. So I just, like, <laughs> agree with them, because they're not going to report that. Like, Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, oh, this song sucks. Yeah, who I, who do I think I am putting out such a terrible song when you're sitting in your cubicle wishing you could do something like this? Oh. Yeah, They bro. still probably report <laughs> that shit, response. even though you didn't say anything bad. <laughs> I know. I know, dude. I don't even know what I get banned for now. 
is I've got like community guidelines so much, bro, for like for like random stuff that isn't even like community guidelines. It's so annoying, but hey man, people can dish it out, but they can't take it when it comes back right at them. I know. Even we... for videos though, like some random videos will get banned. Just like what the fuck? Like doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. Well, Hunter, I got one more question for you before I wrap this up. You ready? For sure, yeah. I love asking this to all these all the artists I've been interviewing. I started this back in September and it's been a huge hit ever since I started it. So I'm bringing it to you, man. All Can right. you give me three bands or artists that you're absolutely loving right now? Either right bands now? are in, mm-hmm. like bands are inspiring you, bands that are just like on the up and coming that we should all be able to check out. I want to hear three. I love hearing three suggestions for new bands. So I want to know what you're checking out that's new all that right, you love. Right. So go. Um one band I really like that's new, I would say, is uh probably Turnstyle. They're pretty cool. I like Turnstyle a lot. Uh they're not like massive, massive, I don't think. Yeah. They're, oh, they're so, getting there though. Yeah, they they are for sure. I started listening to them a while ago, but so I don't know like how how big they are now, but uh, another one, probably probably the Vines. I I feel like they're kind of underrated. They have some bangers. Um, what else? Um, hmm. Let me think about the last one. <laughs> hmm. Trying to think of someone like kind of like low key. Oh, there's this band, uh, Life After Youth. They're pretty sick, honestly. They they do like a really good mix of like the grunge thing, like rock thing with with pop. So uh, they they're they're a pretty cool band, honestly. I get a lot of influence from them, and they're they're pretty new. And uh, oh, another one, Sugar Pit too. He's pretty sick. I don't know if you know Sugar Pit, but <laughs> Sugar Pit's on the rise for sure. He's gonna blow up. Um. Yeah, probably those three though. Vines, uh, Life After Youth, and uh, Turnstile, for sure. They're perfect. Ones newer up. bands, sort of newer bands. Those but. are perfect ones for us to go check out, and for everyone else to go check out as well. So go and do it, cause I said so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hunter, now as we bring this podcast to inclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guest, which is you, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug or to plug, promote wherever I promote the end of the episode. So, my friend, floor is yours. All right. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Maybe some like inspiration. Uh, just like if if anyone's watching this and they want to do something, just don't give up. Honestly, just anything's possible for real. So, just don't give up. And if you can dream it, it's possible. And just don't give up. Honestly, but I don't really care about like doing a promo too much. But I just want to drop some like some some advice i guess <laughs> hey that's a good way to go about it man you know because of what i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna do the promo for you so now it's time for this podcast with three things first things first when it comes to finding hunter online when it comes to find him on social media where you can check out all his crazy videos where you know you can respond to him and tell him that his song sucks and get roasted right afterwards but don't <laughs> report him for your community guidelines because you did that shit to yourself or watch his music videos, stream his music, go support him, and go make sure you know when he's ready to go out, play live, so you can go check him out. I'm going to be your own personal Google on this one. Go script for the podcast, which is fine. Hunter Oliveri online. Links and labels for everything are going to be there. So all you have to do is go, find the one you want, 
click like TikTok, click, you know, Instagram, click uh, YouTube, click Spotify, whatever it might be. And you're able to go right there. I got you covered. So go and do it. I'm doing Thank it. You. You're doing it. Now do it. Thanks. Just do it. Shia LaBeouf style. All right, Hunter. Now it's time for number two. Whenever a guest in the podcast, I enjoy the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate your time. And I would like to continue to support you in the future. So I do it like this. It's not an if. Fuck having a promise with an if. That means it might not happen. That's not a promise. I say when because I say it's going to happen. We just don't have a day or time yet. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, I'm going to go all Liam Neeson from taking on your ass. I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will come and say hi. And first round's on me. Bro, that's funny, dude. Thank you so much. And I like to make good on my promises because, well, in a world where they don't make good on promises, one man stands above the rest. Me. <laughs> so now step Bro. number three, Hunter. As we bring this fully to its conclusion, I cannot end this episode by saying goodbye. That is way too final. I made you a promise. And dude, I'll be following your career. I would love to be back on the podcast again in the future. See how much you continue to grow and have another crazy, wacky conversation with you, my man. So this cannot be goodbye. This is. I'll see you later. Sweet, bro. Thank you so much. Well, folks, this is my interview with Hunter Ellaberry. And now it is time for Kevin's final thought. Dude, I love interviewing these new artists, interviewing these upcoming artists. And it's because you get to see who these people are. You get to see what they're about. And you get to just connect with them because they have the inspirations. They have the goals. They have the aspirations to go and do this stuff. And I love Hunter's mindset behind it too because I mean, he just wants to put himself in a position to do this stuff and he wants to continue to have fun doing it. He doesn't want anything to stand in his way in regards to it. He wants to keep going forward. He wants to keep having fun. And I, I got to respect the guy for it. And, and I kind of look back at it where, you know, life is about having fun, enjoying it, making the most out of it. You know, we only get one shot in life. Why in the blue hell would you want to spend life just doing this monotonous thing over and over again, just to go home, sit down in front of the TV and do nothing. Now, if that is your absolute idea of happiness, then yeah, go and do it. You fucking won then. But if that's not your idea and you're living that life, you know, what the hell are you doing? You can tell Hunter doesn't want to live that way and he's going to do what he can to make his music. He's going to try. He's going to have fun. He's not going to take life too seriously because we don't get out of this life, you know, alive. No one does. The the only two things that are undefeated or only two things that are certain are death and taxes fuck taxes. Sorry, government. No, I'm not. But man, I, I just really like this kid, man. I, he really has this great head in his shoulders and just, man, just really, really intelligent with what's going on. Really got to give him a lot of credit for that one. Hope the best for him and go make sure you support him by going to the description of the podcast where it says find Hunter Oliveri online. Links and labels for everything are down there. So go follow him. Go check out his music. Go check out his TikToks. And if you're going to tell him that his song sucks, he's going to come right back at you. Now, don't report him for community guidelines because if you can dish it, don't be afraid if it comes right back at you. And don't, you know, be a bully on that one. You know who you are. When it comes to Corporate Rush Podcast, well, follow us online and social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Link script to the podcast below for you. Hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube right down here to make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday interviewing all these great artists, big artists, little artists, new artists. Oh yeah, we're giving you all the rock and metal world. Also, these reaction videos that we like to do every single Friday. And if you're on Spotify, Podcast, I heard you Amazon, please hit the follow button there or subscribe button. 
all the episodes. The full episodes are out there every single Tuesday and Thursday as well. Hit the like button on these episodes as well to help push us in the algorithm. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Hunter. Now, that's good for you guys. Thank you for listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I every single one of them is a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Oh, 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 oh.